0: Are listening to the Strong Towers podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table—from brotherhood and faith to culture and wisdom. So, pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong.
1: Welcome back to another Strong Towers podcast. I am your host, Tom Edwards, here as always with Mike Lara and John Ackerman. And uh, following on the heels of our interview last week with Sean Boltz and Bob Hassan and and their book Wired to Hear, um, we just were reflecting on the the opportunities that we've had to uh to get some interesting people on the podcast and um to be able to talk with them uh, about different aspects of their lives and and uh kind of how they do things and and so it got us to thinking about people that have influenced us in our lives and um so we wanted to just uh, reflect on some of those folks and, and throw some questions at each other about uh, who those people were, what they meant to us, what areas they they influence us in, um, and uh, yeah, and we'll see where it goes from there. So Mike, let's start with you. Uh, if we're going to, to start the conversation at least, let, let's talk about people that, uh, that we actually know in real life and that have influenced us. Um, you know, in that close relationship. Um, Does anybody come to mind right off the bat in a particular area or
0: what? Yeah, definitely for sure. I think um, as I sat down and went over these notes and as we had, um, you know, conversations beforehand recording, um, I really thought to myself like the word influence and how much that pays it plays into into my thought process on these people, right? Like to have influence on somebody, I think you know, there's two trains of thoughts on it, right? It's either like forced upon you or it's something that you've embraced, right? And I think that's something that we really have to kind of take into consideration when we think about these influences and and the people we've allowed to influence in our life, right? And so as I continue to kind of like think about, you know, oftentimes it's really easy for me to pick a leader, somebody that's like came into my life and mentored me and coached me and and pushed me to be better and how much influence they've had in my life due to that and how much they've carried it, uh, you know, into the future and and that to me was like one of the first persons that came to mind was um my old command sergeant major during my time in the military he was one of those guys that um up to the point that i had met him i had i would say i was on easy street when it came to the military i was doing everything right it was just easy for me um i could do no wrong i had you know perfect push-ups i had uh you know perfect pt score i had was the you know I uh, just a uh a, 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 a junior enlisted guy that was just doing all the right things. And um he came and uh and uh pretty much put the uh the, the humble beating on me a little bit, I guess is the best way to put it as a as just a leader that really kind of showed me that hey, you could always be better. There's always room for improvement. There's always um you know don't settle um just be 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 the leader that you want, you know, to be led by, right? And it was just one of those situations that it it was a little a little heartbreaking to hear somebody saying you're you know, you're not as good as you think you are, right? But to have somebody that actually pushed me to be better was something that I especially needed. And um, you know, during one of our very first episodes, we talked about impact, impactful times, and um I often, you know, in in other situations in in our men's group and in conversations with with friends, I've I brought up um, uh, a friend of mine who, who took his life and that sergeant major was pivotal in that time. Um, so much so where I, we had a little bit of conflict, um, initially with that. And I just, I think to my think to myself on how, throughout that time, he continued to be there for me, continued to show me um, how to be a strong husband, how to be a strong leader. Um, And even to this day, you know, when there's times where I just don't have the answer, or I just need somebody to kind of bounce some ideas off of, um, he is a phone call away. And to me, that is that is just the, the the standard when it comes to somebody that I've allowed to have influence in my life. And that's my uh, old military command sergeant major.
1: Nice. John, how about you? Who pops to mind first? Well,
2: I feel bad because I feel like I'm mostly going to repeat what came up during our leadership episode back in season two. Um, but to this day, one of the most influential people in my life was a college professor I had my freshman year. And very similar, Mike, to the story that you just told about your sergeant major. Um, just somebody that that saw more in me than I saw in myself and was unwilling to allow me to continue to exist in a state of of status quo or... I mean, I thought I was doing pretty well, but was unwilling to let me stay in a state of mediocrity. And, you know, I didn't have to do any pushups, but I did have to write a whole bunch of papers because (laughs) the first one that I wrote my freshman year in college came back with a C on it. And I hadn't gotten a grade like that in quite a while in high school. And so as a freshman in college, I was a little offended, especially since I knew some of the people I was in class with. And I'm like, I know my paper was better than theirs (laughs) um, because I was a little cocky and arrogant back then. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, he, he invited me to take a closer look at who I was and how I was. And, you know, you hear stories about, oh, in college, there's no second chances. Like this guy gave me second chances for an entire semester. Here, try it again. Here, try it again. Here, try it again. Always an invitation and always with suggestions You know, always with encouragement. And you know, over the course of the semester, I mean, I just I discovered new levels that I didn't realize that I had. And and I felt cared for and pursued and fought for by someone, you know, such a fatherly figure that I hadn't realized I really needed. And You know, the the punchline that I used in the season two episode and I'll use again was we got to the end of the semester and I wrote what what was the best paper I had written up to that point in my life. And and I'm so grateful that he did it now looking back. And I was so annoyed in the moment when he did it, but he wrote B plus slash A minus on that last paper. And I was like, you got to be joking me. But. You know, he wouldn't give me what I wanted, which was the A. I wanted to just be done with this ridiculousness and be told, all right, good enough. And instead, I mean, even in that final grade, it was an invitation to continue to pursue, you know, greater self-discovery, greater effort. Um, you know, the, the message that really stuck with me was there's more to you than you realize. You're capable of more than you realize. Keep going. Don't settle. Um And he passed away not long after I graduated and it, it hit me hard because he was someone that had cared so much for me. And, you know, as you come to find out in moments like that had cared so much exactly the same way for so many others. Um, so he's definitely the one of the first people that comes to mind when I think of people that really changed the trajectory of my life.
1: That's cool. Yeah. The first person that came to mind for me was a college professor also. Um, it, maybe there's something about like that pivotal age, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where you're you're flown the coop a little bit, and and now you're looking for new people to uh, to influence you. But um, I had this college professor in he was actually our physics college professor, and, and then our uh, electrical engineering professor. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, much the same as, as you, John, I, you know, I I had done pretty well without having to try really hard in high school, uh, and then get to, uh, college where I am now, uh, quite solidly middle of the class, um, in performance. And, uh, and I had done really well in high school physics and just totally bombed first semester freshman physics, Um, it was horrible. And my, uh, my program was like a cohort deal. And so if you failed, you were done. That was it. Um, you were out, you couldn't carry on with, with your class anymore. Um, and so we had this professor that, uh, that really, really helped out, um, would spend countless hours, um, doing problems and, and going over stuff and working things out and, and, uh, and figuring out how that, um, how to actually make that work, so that I didn't uh, end up failing out and, and uh, needing to drop the program. Um, but then at the same time, uh, the, the same professor uh, organized a huge um, work day, give back day on the campus, and and everybody, uh, staff, faculty, students, um, you know, was involved in in doing hands-on gardening or repairs or whatever it was, uh, around the campus. Um, and so he just had this huge, huge giving heart too. at the same time. Um, but then one of the other pieces that, that I was thinking about when we were, you know, noodling on influential people is, um, you know, like Mike, you were saying, you will still call up Sergeant major, um, you know, and ask him things. and And so what is that legacy of, of that relationship with you? Um, And so unbeknownst to me at the time, but a few years down the road, uh, when I start thinking about becoming a physics educator myself, um, you know, he's the guy that I modeled myself after Um, because I feel like, and this was somewhat of my experience, but uh, I think is a fairly common, at least from my years of parents telling me that they hated their physics teacher when they come to back to school night, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, Physics teachers can do the science and can't do the teaching, mm-hmm. uh, and this guy was equally engaged in both and showed me that that was a possibility that you can be a teacher who happens to be in the subject and care about the kids and be engaged in what they're doing um, while still you know delivering whatever lessons and and stuff need to be delivered, and so really um, shaped what then. You know, became uh, a big chunk of my professional life um, because of of you know his interaction with me.
0: And I love the word you use, model, right? Because I think when we talk about influence, you know, I've always heard, and I've said it before on the show, you learn. Um, just as much, if not more, from the bad leaders in your life as you do from the good ones, right? But to have that influence, to have somebody that's going to impact your life, you definitely want to um, have somebody that you want you want to be like, right? You want to model, and so I, I love that that word, and it really got me thinking about you know uh, current people in my life, people that I look at today that I allow to have that influence into how I model myself as as a dad and as a as a as a brother and um, you know as a husband and um, you know, we this is a person, and you know, I, it was funny because when I was thinking about this answer, uh, current people, I was like, "Man, I can easily say the Strong Towers crew, right? I mean, John and Tom, boom, that's easy, easy answer." But I think that was kind of cheap, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> give ourselves too much credit, right? No, but the person that I that I that I thought about as far as currently, and when I think about you know faith, family, adventure, and that's that's our good friend Zach, right? He's been on the show a couple times, and I really think about the invitation as john as you said about you know people inviting us to be to be challenged and to also challenge themselves and you know if i look at that peer kind of influence i think that uh we, we both have that similar impact on each other's lives um you know with him trying to challenge me but whether it's you know how i how i father my sons or how i you know handle conflict within within our friend group or how i decide to go run an ultra marathon one one day right i mean he has paid a I, I, a very important role, I think, especially in the in the last two years of how I model myself as as the man I want to be, and so that. And I know he listens every week, so he's probably going to uh, to hear this episode and and uh, give me a hard time on our next run. But uh, no, definitely somebody that I find as a um, an influential per, a current influential person. And so um, as we continue on this conversation, I guess that's a that's the maybe the next next rung if you will of people maybe currently that you that you find as uh the person you can call right now that maybe in 10 years you'll be telling the same story as you guys did about your professions right so does anybody come to mind for you guys anybody currently that uh that is playing uh it's so funny because when i every time i say influencer i think of instagram and i shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. they're roughly the same right yeah 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 pretty much Yeah. yeah 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 No, I think one that comes to mind for me, and it was, uh, you know, somebody else that we had on the show back in season one, um, our friend Todd Bramblett has been absolutely critical in, in my current development, in my ongoing development, um, you know, particularly in the category of spirituality, um. Drawing closer to God, learning to have a, a real, authentic, personal, intimate relationship with God, uh, he, he's been someone whose example I've been able to follow and whose brain I've been able to pick, and and to be able to do so, you know, not from a distance, not from a book, not from YouTube videos, as I have with so many others, but in real life, you know, across the table or on a couch. Um, and I, it would take the rest of whatever time we're dedicating to this episode, I think, for me to adequately cover. <laughs> all the ways that he's affected me but uh the short version is yeah i mean if we're talking about real life life life-changing people um he's he's way up there on that list as well and um unlike you know my college professor where that was definitely for a short time and you know even had he not passed away suddenly you know he'd have been half the country away at this point you know doing who knows what and we would stayed in touch via facebook every now and again but um, you know, to be able to have a friend like Todd that I can call text and then go over to his house anytime I want, uh, you know, those kinds of relationships have become so incredibly valuable in my life.
0: Yeah. That's an awesome pick. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. I like that.
1: Yeah. And, and I like the distinction too, of the, uh, the current access to, uh, you know, that, that, the. um, that person has made a difference and also has the opportunity to continue making a difference um, because that, that relationship is, is still strong and um, and is different. It's, you know, it, it's not, I've moved on from a phase of my life. Like this is my life and um, and you're a part of it now. Um, and so that, that person uh, that came to mind for me was, was also somebody that we've had on the podcast before. And that was Nate Allen. Um, when we did the leadership episodes, um, just a really solid guy and, and all of the, the leadership and and his, uh, military and professional accolades aside, um, you know, really, uh, took me under his wing, took us as a couple under their wing, um, and, uh, just really loved on us in what could have been a you know tough time uh, in our lives. When we first moved down here and we weren't really connected to anybody, um, they kind of pulled us into a, a group, and that's actually where we met the Laras, um, however many years ago that was. Um, but also, um, you know he, he was one of the first people to come to the hospital when our uh, first son was born. And uh, and had to spend some time in the NICU from from complications at birth, and um, you know he was also one of the first people that I called up uh, when I was looking to to career transition and um, kind of felt out of my depth a little bit, and um, you know just just called him up for guidance and and um, knowing that uh, and I, I feel like Todd is is the same way also um, that there are multiple different facets that. Uh, Todd is certainly capable and Nate is certainly capable of mentoring in like leadership or business or whatnot. Um, But also knowing that when I go to them, the the um, the filter that they're going to be giving that advice through is one that comes from the father uh, is also really nice. Um, You know, that that our worldviews align in that way. Um, and therefore, uh, I have an even deeper understanding of their heart and where they're coming from as they're uh, acting in that position of influence, um, has been really awesome in, in those relationships. I feel like
0: another solid pick
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know some solid dudes. We do. We
0: do. We've been very blessed.
1: How about, so, uh, at least I was talking about, um, you know, the, the kind of pivotal point of college and then, uh, my ultimate career decision being based on, on this particular person. And, um, what about smaller influences, you know, not like a major decision that needed to be made or anything like that, but somebody that you feel like has, um, you knew them in real life, maybe even just briefly, but has made a difference in some
0: small way. All right, I'm gonna to have to reach way back for this one. It's going back into my military career again. Um, this is before I got humbled by my, my command sergeant major, but I was assigned um, a, a, an E6, about to be E7. I was a you know young E3, young E4. Just, I mean, I was light years ahead of the guy as far as technically. And looking back on it, I did not take advantage of him being the leader that he he could have been in my life because i felt like he just wasn't there technically and i i don't want to call him dumb or anything like that but i was just like hey you know you don't have what it takes to be to be a a, a special operations communicator you have nothing to teach me and looking back on that time and and what i lost I I often think to myself, like, what a big dummy I was. Like, I mean, this goes back, and and I hate to sound as cheesy as it is, but he was showing me one day how to wrap cables. And I'm like, I don't care about wrapping cables. Like, you know, what is this, John Wooden? You're going to teach me how to put on my socks? Like, bro, like, back away (laughs) from me. You know, I don't need this. But I have often reflected back on that time and how when I became a leader – I started to realize the small things, the way we were handling smaller tasks, the way we were doing stuff repetitively, the way the systems that we created played such a larger impact on the larger mission that I'm like, this this is what the guy was trying to teach me. He was trying to teach me how to be, you know, great in the small things, you know, the, 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 how to tie your shoes, how to put on your socks, how to do a, a good pass, you know, um, but I, I rejected it, right? I did not did not allow that invitation for influence. I did not accept it. I, I, I stiffed armed it and I said, I know better than you do. And I regret that so much. That is probably like as one of the most, like I, I would say the stupidest thing that I've done as far as leadership in my military career was to reject his, the opportunity for learning, right? And so I think mm-hmm. that's that goes back to my original statement about, you know, you learn a lot from, from good ones and, and, and even more so from the bad ones, but that was a, that was a bad mistake on my, on my side. Right. I can't a lot from <laughs> yeah. that guy. And so I do regret that decision. So, mm. um, I don't know. How about, how about you, John? Small, small moments.
2: You know, it's, it's funny. I feel like I keep piggybacking off of your stories, but. Well, um, that's why I keep just... hopping in first, right? Cause. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> you keep sparking my memory. Uh, no, honestly, what you were talking about brought to mind uh, three colleagues that I had at the high school that I taught at. Because when I started out there, I was very much like you were describing yourself, Mike. Like I don't need anybody's help. Um, you know, I I'm the young, creative one. That's why you always hire young, creative teachers, right? Because we're not old and set in our ways. And so, really, you all should be trying to learn from me, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. And so, I mean, I wasted a good two, three, four years of, I'm going to do everything on my own. I'm going to make everything on my own. I don't want to borrow from anybody. And when I finally got over being stupid, uh, there, there was a trio of colleagues that we, we were very much peers, but they each brought things to the table that, um, and kind of like you differentiated at the beginning of this episode, Mike, you know, the things that are forced on you and the things that you choose. And this was definitely an area of choice for me where I got to watch some phenomenal teachers at work. Um, and so Kira Hoyleman, Rob Paterio and Lynn Ewald, uh, are people that still to this day, I, I think are some of the greatest teachers I've ever encountered and I can't do what they do. Um, Kira is just, she's a dynamo. I mean, she's 100 miles an hour, nonstop, 24-7. And there's not a person on this planet that can match her energy. And it's one of the things that makes her so phenomenally su- successful as a teacher. And even as she's going at that pace, she cares that hard for every single kid. And it's just, it's impossible to match, but it's a miracle to watch. And just being in the presence of somebody that that works themselves that hard... To care and to serve, like you, you can't help but be affected by it. And then my two buddies, Rob and Lynn, are some of the most creative teachers that I, I've ever had the 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 privilege and the pleasure of working with. Of just how can we motivate you know teenagers that don't want to be sitting in classrooms to learn almost in spite of themselves. You know, what games can we create? What projects can we create? Where can we insert a little competitive rivalry here? Where can we insert, you know, present day application there? Uh, I mean, they're just, they're brilliant at getting inside of teenagers heads and, and finding ways to make them want to learn in spite of themselves. Um, And whether it was Rob and I, you know, trying to create an economics program that didn't suck the life out of kids and, you know, Rob creating like a miniature golf course around the high school that made kids want to learn supply and demand. And don't ask me for that correlation because I honestly can't remember, but it was so wildly effective or, you know, getting to watch Lynn create a zombie apocalypse for a human geography class where the kids then had to pick their survival location and figure out where resources were going to be found as a way to teach them demographics. And like it was just, it was incredible to watch people like that. And every day that I got to spend around them, I couldn't do what they did the way that they did it. But it was such an inspiration for me to try a little bit harder the next day to do what I could do a little bit better.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I feel like that's also really humbling as a teacher that when you, when you try to do what that other teacher does and it just falls so flat, yeah. and you're like, man, that there's just something that, that people have that is not replicable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go spiritual on this one. I think, uh, when I was first married, um, so, uh, what was that, 24, 25, 26 in there? Um, I was also brand new in, in my walk with Christ. And uh, Liz and I started going to a church. Um, and just, we had actually shopped around for a while and, uh, and felt like our age group, as I know uh, a number of people in, in our kind of uh, age group, feel like you walk into a church and there is no one even close within like 10 years, either side, um, of your age. And and so we bounced around from a bunch of churches just trying to find, um, people. And we finally landed at this place, um, and got connected with a, with a small group and, uh, and the guys in that group were so awesome, um, for my young walk. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of a mixed married and singles group and, um, just because of the the age that we all were at the time um, but seeing the guys um, navigate marriage uh, that had been Christians for longer than I had and, and what that looked like um, as a husband um, just before we moved um, you know the the first uh, kid was born in the group and so um, starting to see how how to navigate fatherhood and it was really my first um, connection to a community of faith outside of just attending services. Um, And, uh, and we both, we still look back on, on that time really fondly. It was one of the hardest things about uh, our eventual move down here to Virginia was, uh, was leaving that church and leaving that group. And, um, but those, those guys definitely in terms of, um, you know, again, that I'll use that modeling word, um, showing what it looks like to just be a little bit farther down the road um and not have it all figured out but but a little bit past where i was at the time um can be extremely influential uh and, and helpful um if you're looking for direction
0: you know i like the way you went with that and spiritual right because i think that is another point of influence that i don't say is often overlooked for me but i think it 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 doesn't get as much play it for me specifically when I, when I think about leadership, when I think about family and, and that's a fault of my own. And I think about where I've had influence spiritually and, um, as a collective, I, w- I would say my men's group, right? Mm. I mean, that is something that I think if I can put all those guys together in one, one big, you know, influential group, <laughs> uh, and, and, and kind of cop out and pick that. I think that's, that's it. Right. I mean, I, I can pick and choose every Tuesday, something that I want to add to my toolkit. I can pick and choose every week somebody that just shows me something new whether that's how they experience God or how they showing God to their sons, right, or their 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 daughters and um to their spouse, right? And I think that's one of the things that you know, I I I really appreciate with our with our men's group is the influence that they had on my life and and I you know, I joke around sometimes that I say I'm the like, I'm the baddest dad on the block, but I owe that a lot to uh <laughs> to uh, our, our Tuesday night men's group.
1: Right back at you. Oh, thank you. Thank
0: you. See, I, I, I incorporated strong towers in that, right? I mean, that got us <laughs> all one, one big group of uh, influential people.
2: Nicely done. Yeah.
0: I mean, but, I mean, group's not a cop-out, right? I mean, do you guys have a group? I mean, is it always individual or do you guys have somebody maybe as a collective or as a, what's another word for group? A group-o, that's Spanish for group to put in together as a, as a collective of, of, of people who've influenced you.
1: Yeah, no, I, am totally down with the, with the group idea. And and I think, um, you know, if we start to broaden that definition of, of influence, that's kind of the purpose of, of a community like that, mm, right. Community. I like um, that. Oh, yeah. is, uh, is we're, we're hoping to influence each other. We're hoping to make change for the, the better um in one another um fatherhood, husbanding, working, whatever that is. Um and so yeah, I I think you're right on target. I'm a little biased cuz I'm in the group, but <laughs> Of
2: course. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's making me think too. I mean, we've shamelessly plugged several of our our special guests over the seasons already, but I mean in my head I'm just I'm going back through the list of all the people that we've had on the show. Yeah. And you know Mike to your point about you know micro influences, right? You know small adjustments here and there. Like every single person on that list has made a small adjustment in my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think I I do easily get caught up in the like the, the big effect. Yeah. Right? Where where were the the, the greatest shifts achieved and by whom? And so again, not to piggyback and, and say strong towers, but I mean, just, just looking at the people that we've, we've been able to sit down with at this table and benefit from their wisdom and their life experience and to then hopefully be able to share that with whoever's listening. But I'm I'm just, I'm thinking back through, you know, Alex Voorhees, Jeff Kuzma, Kyle Hoffman, Nate Allen um, and now I'm blanking. And so it's going to be embarrassing the people that I don't name, but I mean, I just, I can picture <laughs> them in my head, you know, TJ and Nathan um, Santiago. Right. We just, it's amazing to me, the people that we just know mm-hmm. that are just incredible, incredible people. I just, I don't know how we got this lucky that mm. we just happen to know that many people that, are able to have that profound an effect.
1: I think, you know, it, it sort of is implicit in the way that we approach this platform too, right? Is, is, uh, the, the idea behind it was let's have these conversations to, to, um, like I said, at the the intro to grow and, and, uh, get better individually. And, And if it goes out and it does something, then that's great. Um, you know, and so we're, we're intentional about bringing people to the table that we want to pick things up from, um, you know, that, that we feel have value or, or, um, to take Mike's, uh, analogy the the tools for our toolkit, um, you know, we're, we're not just looking to have that, the empty conversation, fill in episode kind of, uh, talk every week. And so it's, I don't think it's surprising that, that we would say that, you know, we have been personally influenced by each of the people that are on this show. So I think this is a, is a deep, well, we could, uh, keep digging into, and, and maybe we will. Um, I think there's maybe something in there for, uh, for people that have influenced us from afar, too, since we kind of uh, parked out on people that we actually have interacted with uh, in real life and, and have uh, walked alongside for, for portions of our life or decisions that we made or what have you. Um, so maybe we'll come back to this one, but um, hopefully, you know, in our conversation and the way that we were framing. Uh, these various influential people, you've started to think about, uh, people that have been influential in your life. Um, and just doing some of that, uh, reflecting on, oh yeah, this is, I picked up this from, from, uh, that teacher or that coach, or, uh, you know, I do this because this is how so-and-so did it, or, um, and just taking the opportunity to, to remember those people, be thankful for the influence that they had, um, and, uh, and then, you know, be looking at ways that you can uh, pay some of that stuff forward and influence uh, the people that are around you. So on behalf of John, Mike, and myself, we are glad that you have been here for another Strong Towers episode, and we will catch you back here next week. Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strongtowers for your chance to score some Strong Tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you back here real soon.